Hey, I'm Jesse. At this point in the book of Nehemiah, things have been rebuilt and it's time for the people of Israel to come back together again. They've observed the festival of the temples or the festival of the booths. And now there's this corporate confession and reading of the law. There's this distinctiveness wherein they've been fully blended in and assimilated in to the culture around them for the most part, but now it's time for them to become once more as Old Testament people, distinctive from those around them. Now, it had to have been very emotionally painful because they naturally would develop relationships and friendships and see the book of Ezra. They didn't even intermarry with the, the Persians around them, and now it's time for them to go back to being distinctive people of God. We may not be Old Testament Israel, but we are the New Testament church, and we are the people of God. This was the people of God in the Old Testament. We're the people of God. We're in the New Testament now. Different covenants, same God, okay? Different testaments, same character, same covenant even. Okay, now that I just opened up a whole can of worms eschatologically, what I know is that salvation was first for the Jew and now it's for the Gentile. We don't look back on Israel and see like, that is exactly like the church today because it's different. It's God's Old Testament Israel. That's God's people in the Old Testament, God's chosen people. But now everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. See Romans chapter 10. Not everyone who's descended from Israel is Israel. Not every, it's not about being descended from Abraham. It's about the covenant. See Romans chapter nine. So we see God work through his covenant people of Israel in the Old Testament, but now it's people from all nations. Gentiles can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. We did see some Gentiles saved in the Old Testament, but now because of Jesus, Gentiles can call upon God and be saved. See my previous series, How Christians Are Made, verse by verse in the book of Romans on my YouTube channel. Now, because of that, it's a different covenant. It's the same God, different people, different context, but it's the same God. We're both saved by the same Savior. Old Testament Israel was saved by the Messiah whom they anticipated. We are saved by the Messiah whom we remember and who is returning again. So it's different covenants, different, uh, different contexts, but the same God, okay? The same God. We cannot, similarly to Israel, but they're not quite as extreme, we cannot blend in with the culture around us, really. Culture will demand that we go a sinful direction, and we as Christians, necessarily, we're going to become conspicuous. We just can't go that way. We can't follow you there. We're not going to follow you. You know, uh, we're going to remain distinctive. If you're unwilling to do that, you're un unwilling to confess the Lord, you evidently aren't, aren't a man or woman of God. If the culture goes in a direction that is overtly sinful, you're not going to follow it. You're going to be distinctive. You're going to be able to relate just a little bit to Old Testament Israel. Now, this is in the context of them confessing their own sin, and now they're going to sing this hymn that recounts this beautiful history. Blessed be your glorious name. They're singing out to God. And may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. So they are lifting God above everything else. You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them and all the stars of heaven worship you. It's pretty close-minded of you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely it's close-minded. You are the only God, that's verse six. 
Okay, I know that I'm speaking in the context of Seattle. I know that syncretism is somewhat popular. I think it's more popular in California, uh, whereas Seattle tends to be a little bit more straight up atheistic. So here's the thing, we're monotheists. Yes, I believe in the Trinity, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Strictly speaking, we are monotheists. There's only one God. That's the God of the Bible, that's it. There's no other God. And this is basic. This is not closed-minded of me. It is, uh, it is just my ability to you know, read this is what God says about himself. God has inspired this text and this hymn is true. You, Lord, are the only God. God is the one who created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars. Now that word stars can be applied quite literally and it's true, but I believe that as you get to the end of verse six, you begin to see the word stars take on this connotation that will come back in the book of Revelation as though it refers to angels as well. But I believe that it refers to the ways in which the glory of the stars reflect the glory of the Creator. When he says, like, God, you created the earth and all that's on it, the sea and all that's, or the seas and all that's in them. Okay, that covers it all. There's no, all life, absolutely all life. God gets the glory for it on the earth and in the sea. You give life to all of it and all the stars of heaven worship you. You can see the duality to this. The James Webb Space Telescope is just, uh, just starting to just starting to show us what it's capable of, and it's incredible. It's incredible to be really exciting to be at the beginning of this thing and see what we're going to learn more. And it, what I'm going to behold every time is the glory of God on full display. It's incredible to see. It just make it causes me to glorify God when I see deep space, you know, telescope photography. That's my response. And likewise all the angels of heaven worship God. This is an awesome way to start out this hymn of God. Uh, it, it, it's Israel confessing sin in sackcloth and ashes, six hours of hearing the law of God, meaning you're like reading from the word, six hours of confessing sin and worshiping God. And here it is, we're gonna sing this hymn that recounts the full history. And it begins doxologically just like Nehemiah's prayer in chapter one. That's how you start, man. Just start by glorifying God. And when you start your prayers and your worship by just glorifying God in all things, man, the problems of your life just shrink by comparison, don't they? I am so blessed by this hymn and I can sing this today. I may not have been born under the old covenant and I may not be Jewish, but I can agree and sing this in full conscience. Blessed be your glorious name and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them and all the stars of heaven worship you. Man, take that and sing it out to your God and find a beautiful bridge that connects New Testament Christians to Old Testament Israelites in the book of Nehemiah.